Welcome to the Liberty by Trade podcast. Today's episode is Shooting It with the Shirts. I'll be the episode host, Technical Sergeant Jacob Albers, and I'm joined by... Introduce yourselves, please. Yeah, Senior Master Sergeant Andrew Alford, 48th Equipment Maintenance Squadron, First Sergeant. And I'm the Master Sergeant Joseph Zalsalsi. I'm the First Sergeant for the 748th Aircraft Maintenance Squadron. Cool. So the point of today's episode is kind of just to get um, some of our newer airmen more familiar with what a First Sergeant does and uh, kind of dive into really just getting to know the diamond because it's you guys have probably felt that like once you put it on and you walk around you you get a different type of look kind of right there's people either like you said immediately need to just spend their whole day telling you their whole life story or they're like oh no i'm not i'm not getting involved with the shirt at all and um so we're gonna i guess get into some of the misconceptions of uh what you've noticed airmen might have about first sergeants we'll start with that i'll go that'll work yeah um so yeah, common misconception is uh, we're only here for discipline and uh, we're here for punitive actions and, and so forth. But and to be in all honesty, that's what I was brought up in. That was the realm and the world I brought up in uh, was around, uh, especially you did not want to see the first sergeant, you know, at all. Uh, that has changed uh, significantly, especially in my tenure as a shirt. Um, we're, we seem to be the go-to and sometimes the easy button now um, but we have to remind people um, and like we discussed earlier when i was giving you guys feedback um, we're the first sergeant not the only sergeant so with in in regards to i am a, I am not a replacement for a supervisor a flight chief an ncic because you are still charged in those positions to uh to do your job so and ultimately we're we're here to provide you with the resources to help make you or help get you to be a better supervisor or a better, better flight chief, um, and and arm you with that knowledge. So, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, I would say that, yeah that that misconception that uh, we're not people, right? I'm a person. I'm cool, right? I don't I'm not as cool as people probably think I am, but um, we are people. We have lives. We have families. So I think that some of the misconception is that we might be that sort of straight and narrow, discipline kind of person, and really we're not. We're trying to be happy, healthy, make people want to come to work. That's really the kind of the goal. So how do you break that misconception of like, yeah, I, I'm a person too. I, I know personally, because I've been on a couple of TDYs with you. I, I know, right? I've, I've had the fun, but like to your, just your average airman, how do you, how do you take this diamond off? It's the breaking the ice, right? So we got to get out and about and walk around and meet people. So it's always the super awkward, you know, like, come up, roll up on a group of people and they're like, oh, here comes the shirt. And like, they must've done something wrong or something on their uniforms out of place. And really you're just like, hey guys, I'm cool. Like wanna hang out and talk about things, right? So um, it's kind of just being out and being present. So I would say for misconception wise, if you're an airman and you wanna talk to the shirt, just talk to the shirt, come up and talk to us. Um, wherever we are, stop us. But if you see with my wife and kid at the grocery store, like, you know, send me a text message instead. Um, which is also another misconception. You can text me. I'm cool and know how to use a keyboard. Um, but yeah, it's just being approachable. So I would say it's a two-way street. As much as we try to get out, don't make it super awkward for us as being the odd person out in that conversation. Bring us in. Tell us what's going on. Teach us your job, your trade. Like, let us be welcome, and you'll find out we're normal and cool. And and, and you said something interesting. You said, you know, how do you take the diamond off? Um, you got to first realize that you're a human being. And that this doesn't define you. This is a tool that allows us to build bridges, allows us to push walls over for airmen, you know, because um, we ultimately work for our airmen. 
we do wholeheartedly. Um, but whether you have this on or off, you should still be the same person. You know, this is just a piece of the story. This is a chapter of who, what has helped make me into who I am today. So, um, and I'm not trying to give you the Air Force blue answer. It's just, it's you know, it's, and if, if you look at it, you'll hear people say, oh, it's a job. No, it's a calling. It takes a special person to, to be a first sergeant or want to be a first sergeant. Patience. Um, a lot of patience, a lot of, and it will humble you. If you do not have that in your repertoire right now, it will make you a humble person very fast. Um, but it's, I, I enjoy it. I really do. Um, but it's like Z was saying, get out and about. Yeah. If you're in your office all the time, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong spot yeah. because you're charged uh, to be the eyes and the ears for your commander to know the pulse of the uh, community of the unit that you're in charge of. And if yeah. you can't, if you can't give them that feedback, you know, um, I wouldn't say you're failing. You just need to readjust your approach. Yeah, yeah, a lawyer answer. You're not necessarily failing, but it's just uh, you need to adjust your approach to your unit because people want people interaction. Right. They don't want to just know your name. So be the kind of shirt that you wish you had always had. You know, visible. You know, visibility is key. Yeah, that's what I would say. As an airman, come knock on our door and take me away from my PDF prison. Like, if you can do that, because for us as shirts, if the commander calls and asks, hey, shirt, where you are? You're not in your office. I need you to do this PDF prison work. Mm -hmm. I could be like, my airman came to me and wanted me to go out on the flight line and learn how to change an engine. The commander can't say no for me being out on the flight line with my airman learning how to train and change an engine. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, don't, I can do one last quick um, click of the buttons and putting in my PIN number to my ID card on one more signature for 10 minutes. So. You mentioned that this is a calling, and I 100% I agree. The, the brief amount of time that I've held the shirt phone, I've noticed if you don't want it, um, you're not going to enjoy it, and then the airmen are going to be able to tell that as well. Oh, yeah. um, so what made you want to be a first sergeant? I have my own answer, and it's half negative, I'm going to be honest with you, but um, because, it, because of some of the shirts that I had right, growing up as an airman. But um, what made you want to do this? Uh, I saw people that should have been first sergeants that didn't get the opportunity to be first sergeants, but still um, still molded and mentored those around them, and I thought it was neat. But then I also saw people who wore shirts that should not have been shirts. So you get the best of both worlds, so, uh, or the best of the worst worlds, either way you look at it. Um, what made me want to do it was uh, I was a tech, just like yourself, you know, um, all about people, all about my guys, because I knew that working the flight line for the years that I did, you know, being a crew chief by trade myself, um, you had to take care of the people in order for the mission to work, you know, and if you didn't take care of them, they were the first to let you know that you did not take care of them. And it didn't have to be a verbal. It was really, uh, oh, okay, we will drag our feet now. We'll get the job done, but it's not gonna be at the pace you need us to get it done. Yeah. And that was their way of uh, kind of forming a coup you know, but when I realized that I, when people started saying, hey, man, you're really taking care of the taking care of your workers, you're really taking care of the people. Have you ever thought about being a shirt? That's yeah. where the seed was planted okay. was when I was a young tech sergeant. So you'd been um, in for a little while. I oh, mean, yeah. 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 So okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's old. <laughs> yeah. I'm the old guy on the council. Uh, what about you? No. Uh, um, yeah. How to not cuss. So basically, <laughs> you could see um, someone's got to give an SHIT. Um, so that's why I became a shirt because you, you do see the people that didn't, whether it's in the supervisor chain and command chain or wherever it was, 
I was like, well, at least if one of us can give it SHIT, then uh, might as well be me. So that's where I'm kind of in it. And that's where you do see that change in what a shirt is. So it used to be discipline. I try to make discipline about 10% of my job because if I'm good and proactive and out and about learning how to change engines, I fix it ahead of time. So really it's just wanting to care, take care of people because it was when I was a staff in a tech, like I want to be a shirt one day. Cause in that time when I was staff in tech, the shirt was helping people and the one knocking down barriers and getting things done. Yep. And I was like, Hey, being a shirt, I can help people. And, and uh, have that passion to give a crap to help people, whatever their circumstance is. Genuine um, care. Why. Yeah, and, and that's what it was. So I'm on like the final tour of the Air Force, right? So you're trying to leave your mark on the Air Force. How do we, what's your legacy gonna be? Yeah. So you can kind of go out the door and be like, hey, I took care of the generation behind me yeah. by being a shirt and looking out for them and trying to make, you know, because it's, the Air Force isn't for everyone. Some do four, some do 20, but at least the impression of the Air Force when they got to go tell that story back home, yeah. um, it's not a terrible one because yeah. I'm proud of the Air Force and I hate to see people that got out and badmouth it and say, here's all these bad things and you come to find out it's just because someone didn't give a crap about them yeah, and now the internet has a hold of it. So, yeah. so I'm going to tell a real, real quick story to explain why I wanted to be a shirt that's going to lead into a, a, the next question I've got. So one of my closest friends um, made senior airman twice. Right, one of the, one of those. Hundred um, percent, what he did, he he got the the corrective discipline that he needed. Um, however, it wasn't the whole damn squadron knew about it. Right, it wasn't handled really well. Um, and our first sergeant at the time was removed, uh, taken out of our squadron about two months later after a climate survey. Mm -hmm. uh, so I saw firsthand not a good, not a good first sergeant. I'm just right. being honest. Yeah. Um, Right before that person, best first start, third best, we'll go with that. Best, third best first start I've ever worked with. Uh, One at a time. So I saw this huge switch um, in, our, in our office because of those two. And there was a lot of, a lot of other people that kind of were, un, I, I don't want to say unjustly punished, but they, it felt like that in the office because of this, this first start that was kind of like a headhunter. I hate to say it that way, but that's what it felt like, right? Um, so that's why I wanted to do it. Cause I don't. I want to be the exact opposite of that. If I ever do get to wear the diamond, I want the airman to know I'm on your side. However, when you step over the line, there is going to be that corrective discipline. So, to anybody fortunate enough to not have to have gone through the process of standing before the commander with the shirt off to their side, how does how's that work? Right, let's say you, you you slip up, you get that DUI or whatever. What is your impact on, you know, because we're part of the triad and all that, but to the airmen that don't know that, talk me through a little bit of that. And what is difficult about it? Because you got to help the commander levy punishment, and then you're going to go see that airman in the hallway the next day. And you know that they're going to probably feel some type of way about you. How do you deal with that? That was like a four-part question. But. No, you're good. So you got to be straight up front. You got to be honest with them. Like, you're there to advise the commander mm -hmm. with the advice that he's receiving from the applicable agencies for, right. for that but you're also there to provide the care and well-being for the member. So we walk a fine line, and you'll hear, you'll hear a common saying for first sergeants, hold the line. Um, it's making sure that the accountability aspect's met, but also making sure that we're caring for the member through the entire process. So being ripping the Band-Aid off, per se, and not giving false hope or sugarcoating uh, stuff, because I'm very blunt. If I've got somebody in my office, I'm going to let them know, hey, this process is going to suck. And I said, but you got to understand, when everybody else gives up on that person, um, the shirt needs to be the one that is there yeah. 
you know, regardless of the outcome, whether they remain an airman or whether they, uh, you know, get out and are no longer. As long as they put this uniform on like I do, we still have to provide that care for them. And they need to see that honesty, like straight up front. Yeah. They don't need, like you said earlier, uh, airmen can see through BS. Yeah. They really can. They can, they very fast and they will tell if they can tell if you're genuine or if you, if yeah. you just like going through the motions, yeah. um, which I can go kind of go back to your shirt because you, you don't necessarily see the whole sight pictures of what shirts have been through right. or what, uh, because we formulate how we operate off of past experiences as well, yeah. you know? Um, and sometimes it can bleed over to new experiences. So you gotta be very cautious as a shirt when you're saying, oh, I've been through this before. Just like everything else is a case by case basis, a shirt's gotta approach everything as a new event, whether they've been through it 50 times before or whether it's the very first time with yeah. the eyes wide open, you know? But you, in all honesty, it's being the, showing the empathy but also, you know, helping the member understand that it's, it's going to hurt sometimes. Yeah, 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 I would say, like, that's the three things that are kind of in my head when I go see an airman that's just got in trouble. So the first words out of my mouth are, I don't care what you did. I care about how you're doing, right? So um, to stay out of the game of, like, you giving me any information, I, that's my first words out of my mouth. Don't tell me what you did. I don't want to hear about it because I don't care about it. Yeah. I care about you and how you're doing, right? So they already know I'm on their side. And then it's being upfront and honest, like, yep, this is going to suck and hurt. But um, what I do is I'm like, I'm here to learn who you are, kind of where your head was at, because really it could be a mental health struggle or it could be some other kind of past stuff that's kind of had this attitude, like a PTSD. A lot of times you get DUIs because they have PTSD and they think drinking's the the way to cope with it because they watch too many movies. Um, so um, you get a lot of that and that's the deep dive. And when we give our recommendations to the commander, that's really where we come from as a shirt is we give the people aspect of it, right? So a lot of times you'll see a punishment suspended or something like that. And like, oh, this is because there's already a financial hardship. That's because the shirt said, shirt got to know that person and found out they're knee deep in credit card debt and they're trying to pay this and support mom because she doesn't have insurance for medical procedures um that's the stuff we bring to the commander we say sir legal said this as a person they're struggling with money i recommend a suspension and then it's that commander's decision that's actually doing it right so we explain that up front so it's kind of like i don't care what you did this is going to suck being honest and then just sort of i'm here so a lot of times after you see the commander it's like listen get in there stand tall be proud take it on the chin and we'll go through this slowly and help you out. And then I, the third thing I always point out, I look around the room and I'm like, see everyone in this room? These are the people that know and nobody else. And I kind of say that with those people in that room so they can see me say it. Yeah. Because now if I hear it from somewhere else, it's only those people in the room that I'm gonna pull back in the room and say, which one of you Who did talked? it? <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so that way there they know, um, they're looked after, taken care of, we're gonna be honest and not everyone of their brother knows because it is terrible when you got to walk around because the biggest fight of the commander in a shirt and a chief and the triad is the smoke pit, <laughs> right? Yeah. What is the smoke pit going to decide, right? What is the, uh, um, what do we call the it? The, what's the network? dorm lawyer going to say, right? Um, that's really what we, we kind of look at the individual in that, but we also look at it as a unit, as a whole picture of like, hey, what is the smoke pit gonna say? What is the dorm lawyer's gonna say? Does this look good for the entire unit? 
not just specifically, you know, a person. Um, right? It's health and morale of the unit, not not the individual. But, yeah. um, all right. So, airmen come with baggage, right? Um, sometimes the heaviest of that is uh, is the families that they bring with them. Sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Until I started kind of taking the, the shirt phone occasionally and getting into this and talking to you guys, I didn't really, I wouldn't have even thought to have my wife have any interaction with a first sergeant if need be, you know. So what, I guess the question is, what if, what would you like families, dependents, spouses, whatever, to know about y'all, what you do and what, what you can help provide them with? And I, I'm, this is not an open door to like, let's go <laughs> no. empty would you like the purse to the first sergeant. Here? Absolutely yeah. not. But um, like. You, I mean, you interact with the families too sometimes, squadron barbecues or, yeah, hall, yeah. you know. So, yeah. We're, we're here for you, and, and we're going to take care of you the best that we can and provide the same resources that we would from the member, for the member, for your significant other who is the active duty member. But at the same time, there are people in place within the unit that are part of our, our leadership team, like our key spouse programs, and even spouses that aren't part of the key spouse program that we know are go-to spouses that we'll try and connect you with so that they can be able to walk you through it so we can focus because yep. it might be a twofold where we need a hand because mm -hmm. we don't do this job by ourselves you know we have to use all the available resources and that means you know commander key spouse key spouse mentor all the helping agencies fellow senior ncos and fellow ncos to because it's a one team effort you know what I mean? And when I, I like big acronyms, so team, you'll see it in my, my signature block, together everyone achieves more. Right. And I always use that and I wholeheartedly believe in that statement. Um, and we're not on this journey by ourselves, whether you're a single airman or whether you're a member, a, a married airman with a family and you, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call it baggage, but it's just a change of career. And there's my political answer again, you, <laughs> you know, um, because our, our families are key players yeah. in our success as well. You know, so we've got to let the family members know that they're just as important, if not more, because they see the true side of the member mm -hmm. when this yeah. uniform comes off day in and day out. What mom and dad is like, what, you know, what my, my what honey's like, or, you know, yeah. uh, per se, the, you know, but whatever yeah, term of whatever term yeah, of endearment yeah, yeah, they, right. they like, like to encourage each other with. Other so. Terms. so, yeah, that's what I would say, like. Um, any of the like, kind of the spouses, mom and dad, I would say, so I got a call the other day from a brother because his choice words, younger brother, forgot to call mom because he came home and he hadn't called the family in 18 hours and mom and dad are worried that he's, you know, the plane's gone down in the ocean, but he's just a uh, stupid kid that doesn't call mom and dad, right? So um, you get those, but for the other side of it, like spouses and stuff, you are the center at home. We can't see that person. A lot of times they put on their uniform, put on a mask, come to work, bury it deep down and get to, get to going on doing their job. Um, so I would say have the shirt phone or at least have the, the key spouses. That is our network through the spouses because it is comfortable for, you know, like another wife to talk to a different military wife that's been doing this for a while. Um, I always give new moms, um, the key spouse's phone numbers because sometimes you got some mom questions you're like why is this fluid this color and should it be coming out and a mom who's had three kids is like oh that's normal honey yeah. like you're you're not even two nine weeks pregnant yet like or nine months um so there's a lot of that where i can have that awkward conversation but um a 22 year old girl by herself is not going to have a conversation with some 
old balding dude about like uh, how the plumbing works when you're pregnant. So um, yeah, that's some of that stuff we use at Key Spouse Network. But I always say too is like shirts are always can only help with the uh, dependents and stuff. We really can only help. I do say it. I know it's a public network. I can say a dependent can set fire to the front gate, and all I can do is watch. I can't stop it. I can't tell them to stop it. That's what the police are for. Yeah. Um, even their member that's back on the base, we'll just watch it together, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. it's gone that far, they probably doesn't. They don't have the control either. So um, we can. We're here to help, and really want just our phone number to call because if you do see something unusual, you see behavior that's not the same that day or you see stress going crazy. That's something where you can anonymously call us and say, hey, can you check on my significant other at work, at home, they're acting different. Mm -hmm. That's our job to, to dig down and get in there and figure it out, um, not, not for them, but all we need is a phone call to say, help me. Mm -hmm. um, even if it's to the key spouses, they have a confidential network, they can easily contact us and um, we get it going and no one, no one has to know the anonymous tip came from. Their spouse at home, or mother or father. Right. Um, you do get mother and father calls. I've had a video chat, like staff promotions. I've had a mom call and be like, "Hey, I heard results are coming out. When do they come out?" So we actually did the surprise with the commander, and you know, I had to call mom on Facetime on my own phone. I was like, "Here you go, mom," and like she was able to kind of tell um, the promotion news. Yeah. Um, so you get some of that stuff. We also get moms and parents worried, like they PCS to England and haven't called me in a week. Are they dead? And you're like. No, 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 they're just terrible kids and they don't call their parents. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we kind of, like, remember to call your mom. Like, that's Newcomer's Briefing 101. Yeah. Until I got into this, like, kind of started diving into this world, I had no idea that a first sergeant would feel the phone call from mom. Like, that seems crazy to me still, but it happens. So on that, um, maybe just to show some of the human side of, of wearing the diamond, I want to hear a couple of stories, some of the crazier phone calls you fielded or knocks on the door that have made you really like, what is happening right now? Because you've got one. Because I was with you in Greece. We had an airman fall off a mountain. Yeah, that is true. So, Because <laughs> that you, had to have been an you interesting get, phone so call. I like what he says, third party news. That's all you ever get is the third party news. Um, so yeah, we're just hanging out. So it's Greece. Um, I responsibly took 80 airmen to the mountain and brought all mine back. So um, I'm sitting there. We finally get back. It's the end of the day. We're kind of eating dinner. It's getting sort of dark. And the doc comes by and he's like, hey, sure, just a heads up. Um, the emergency locator beacon went off on Mount Olympus. A couple, a couple of the guys went hiking there today. More to come, but we'll let you know. And I'm like, mid-eating, like, what? Why, why is the emergency locator beacons going off on the mountain? And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I should finish my dinner because I won't be eating for a while. Kind of come to find out, yeah, they went hiking over the top. Three of them went up. Two of them wanted to keep going, left the other guy kind of hanging out, let us do the last couple hundred yards. Went up there, come back down. He had tried to work his way down by himself and fell off the side of the mountain. Um, so what was good is the pe the team that was hiking, one of them was a seer guy. Oh, good. Uh, so he totally went into seer mode and, like, had them all wrapped up and, you know, they carried them down. Uh, for us, it was just like, what's going on? So, like, get with the dock, um, the beacon going off and all that. So it was like, what are we doing? All right, well, we're getting in the car, right? So earlier when we did the 80 people hiking, there was two people that were, like, outstanding at being the first ones up to the top. So uh, 
I called them like, hey, this and normally it's this how you use agencies and other people. And I'm like, hey, you did really good hiking today. What do you have on right now? Right. So the LT was like, what's going on? Sure. And I was like, LT, what do you have on right now? And where are you? And he's like, uh, what? Like, I'm in khakis. You know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> in downtown. I was like, all right, I need you to get to, you know, because we're kind of familiar with the streets. I was like, all right, you need to get the corner out off the main street onto this corner. We're going to be picking you up. We got to go to the top of the mountain. And he's like, what, what's going on? And so the other guy was on swing shift. I was like, hey, you're on swing shift. What I need you to do is change your clothes. Meet us at the front gate of the base. I'm going to grab you. We're grabbing the LT. We're going to the convenience store to get a bunch of Gatorade and like sort of protein bar, like some meals that we can fit in a backpack. We got to get to the top of the mountain. There's people up there. We're not sure if they're safe, injured. They sent off their beacon, said they're heading to a refuge, but it's like the top of Mount Olympus, like 10,000 feet in the air. So we kind of do that. LT's just standing there awkwardly on the side. I'm like, get in the car. And we take the rental car out to the mountain because it was about an hour and a half drive. Um, kind of get up there, reaching back with the dock and stuff. We're like, Doc, all right, we hit the base of Mount Olympus. We're going to start snaking our way up the ski lodge, like, kind of road. And then it comes to, like, a dirt road. And we're like, well, it's a rental, right? So <laughs> um, we kind of take that up. Doc keeps checking in and checking in. We end up hiking the rest of the way all the way up to, to them. And we're like, well, bring them out. We kind of beat the Greek mountain rescue and everything. They met us out there. We all, as a team, came back and, like, the Greek mountain rescues all geared up with ropes and backpacks and all this. And here's a bunch of us like in khakis and polo, like hooded sweatshirts and backpacks. So um, it was kind of like that where you're just like one minute, I'm just like eating my Greek refreshing like salad with like feta cheese and olives to like a doc just whispering by like, hey, sure, there may be a dead guy on top of the mountain. Uh, get ready, more to come. And then, you know, in an hour and a half, I'm driving a car across Greece to the top of Mount Olympus to rescue these people on the backside, you know, in 30 degree weather. So, so knowing that that's the constant in your life that the phone could go off and like everything is switched. How do you not live on edge or like jump every time you hear a phone ring? You get comfortable in the cat, right? So I always say this, like in the additionals, when they come on, my briefing is like, listen, you are the shirt. You will be the calm one in the room. So chaos will ensue, and most of the time, if you look at a shirt that's been doing it a while, you'd be like, why is that guy still sitting down? Like, he didn't even move yet. And you're like, just wait a second. Or, you know, emergency comes in, and they're calling, and everyone's texting, and it's all blowing up across, like, Facebook Messenger, and you're just like, I'm going to finish dinner. You know what I mean? Um, there's some of that where you're, like, tracking and going, but a lot of people kind of go to 10, yeah. and then it comes back down to 2, and you're like... Uh, like we were saying, that guy in Kansas, like it first started as a panic of like, oh no, what's happened? And everyone goes into, did he make the airplane? Worst Is the airplane scenario. in the ocean? Worst case thing. And you're like, give it an out. Like, let's wait 20 minutes. Let's wait for the text message to come back. And he's like, I'm in Kansas with my buddy. What's up? Yeah. Why is everyone trying to call me? And you're like, <sighs> right. So like, there's no problem that you can fix just like that right it, that's what 911 is for right so you do hear the shirt horror stories of like going to a domestic and they got like a gun in their face and you're like not today yeah right so that's not my realm i'll 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 send in the cavalry with bulletproof vests on and then i'll be the one like with the loudspeaker in the back like you could do this <laughs> all right you know what i mean we're the more the one that's talked the person off the ledge yeah. <laughs> after the lights and sirens show up and the fire department's there with the little catch thing that we're on the microphone like hey Come on down. Yeah. We got hot cocos, you know, whatever. Whatever lures them off. Yeah, it's like it's like what we said earlier. We're we're not nine one one. 
and it's okay to miss a phone call. Because when your first year shirts, they think oh, it, yeah. they, um, and, and it's, it's just because of through experience, yeah. you know, and you kind of get used to, you get used to the ringtone after a certain, you're like, all right, I'm getting there. You know, it's not that we need to rush, but we need to go ahead and like mentally, before we pick the phone up, we're telling ourselves, all right, be ready. Be ready. Yeah. Yep. Whereas when you're a new shirt, you're, you're in the mindset of, um, oh my gosh, what is happening? Because yeah. you haven't had that experience and everything to you is new. You know, so you usually see a lot of the first year first sergeants uh, at council meetings talking about how they missed three phone calls and they couldn't figure out who called them. And especially here, call again. Yeah, this yeah, is exactly what we say. Yeah. If it's important, it's like, call if back. it's very important, they will call back again. Like no joke. Um, it, it's like sometimes we get some random questions, random random phone calls. I mean, yeah. you get the ones that are like, like I was saying, two in the morning, and then you get the random ones like, hey, sir, I'm in my dorm room and there's a beeping noise. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah. like, where's it yeah. coming from? I don't know. I just wanted to let you know. And I'm like, thanks. Cool, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so was, like, yeah, I would say, like, last night, so we had someone call, like, the supervisor was like, shirt, we need you. Where are you at? Right? So I'm not in the office up doing shirt things, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, is it an emergency? They're like, well, they need this. And I was like, what do they need? And they're like, well, they lost their ration card. Can you get them a new? And I'm like, that's a simple MFR. Like, how did they lose it? They put it in the wash. And I'm like, listen, guys. This is, like, don't want to put like put it in that way, but I'm like, that's kind of like a Monday problem. Like, I'll be back. I'm dealing with other stuff, but it's really not like I'm not in the office. Hurry up and go. Like, you could have texted me, bro. Like, and just said, hey, sure, this person lost their rash card. Can you get to it? Yeah. Um, you know, but the other side of it, I'm like, are they okay? Like, joking around, but a little bit serious. I'm like, are they shaking? Does it look like they need their ration card? You know what I mean? Maybe we need to go to ADAPT and right. not get them a ration card. How did you fill that thing up? Um, so it's some of that. This is kind of calm everything down. Like, let's everyone settle down. I'll type it up and yeah. I'll get on my PDF prison and hammer that thing out. What it makes me kind of think of is like when you're the, the first time parent of a newborn, that first cry, you're oh, like, yeah. oh God, like, yeah, it's going to die. It's going to yeah, die. The first and then, kid and they're like, yeah, don't like, touch it. Like, my son's 11 yeah. months old now and like sometimes I get in trouble with my wife because I'm like, he's, he, he's going to keep crying yeah. for a little bit. Like, well, I think I'll get the there. best commercial kind of sums up shirt life. Like you see it, it's like, mom on her first kid and it's like the whole pushing like, the stroller with all these bags hanging off and all this shit first time, first time. and then it's like the second kid and she's just like out the door with the kid under the arm and grabs like a handful of cheerios yeah. and puts them in her pocket <laughs> yep. so that's kind of the shirt like yeah ben so being calm because that's what people ask i live a half an hour away from base and everyone's like you're the shirt don't you have to be here like an emergency i'm like no no that's a half an hour for me to think of what i need to do before yeah. i get there yeah. it's time me alone in the car with the radio down going all right, I got to call this person first, call this person second. Should I, you know? Yep. Um, so that's what you see. A new shirt's like, I got to live on base. I got to, like, no, you don't. Escape prison. Um, that's what you learn about shirt care and take care of yourself is I live out in the fields so I can escape prison and not hear the fighter jets for a little while. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to dip into the PA interviewing realm for a second and ask this because I ask every time I interview somebody. Um, I want to know about the best day you've had as a first sergeant. And I want to know about the worst day, or one of them, if you don't feel like talking about the actual worst day, because I know some of those worst days are probably, you don't even want to bring them back up and relive the memory. The, the best day for me was when I put the diamond on, I think the day I graduated, because there was a sense of, I don't know, it was a big sense of accomplishment, you know, because um, I knew right then I was going to try and make the best of what I could and the biggest impact that I could. And now how I did it, I had no clue yet. 
you know, because you don't have that experience underneath your belt. But um, if you're looking at talking interactions, it's when when somebody come a new first time parent comes and tells me, hey, I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to be a mom. You know, we just found out we're having a boy or a girl. Um, I can tell you right now, you remember certain numbers throughout your career and there's certain things that you don't want to remember. Uh, the worst was um, my first suicide that I had to deal with within a squadron. You know, those ones are tough. Um, it's because if you've never experienced losing a family member or a loved one in that in that essence or that or in that form, um, it, it is very, very shocking and very impactful. Um, as far as the details, I'll, I'll lay off of those for a minute uh, just because uh, we, we as shirts were exposed um, to a lot more stuff that people don't see. So in this case, it's, uh, you're, you're reviewing raw, raw video footage um, as part of an investigation to say, yeah, that's my person. Um, and then you see the, the end result of the video so that you can say, yep, I validated that, yep, that's what the cop saw. So yeah, so we do get to see we get to see the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, and um, it, you know, you, you come in day in and day out hoping that the good always outweighs the bad and that you never have to see the ugly. Um, but so yeah, I would say my best days is when people are telling me that they're giving me new parents, promotions, oh, yeah. awards. I mean, that's like icing on the cake for me. It's like, I'll, I'll miss a volleyball game to go, yeah. <laughs> to go tell somebody they made Master Sergeant, even though let's they might have PCB seen on Reddit before us. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> unless 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 Reddit or one of the social media networks uh, out outlives us. It's and a way to us, go so. out, right? Yeah, yeah so. I would. I'm out. There you go. But yeah, I mean, but worst case, you try to. It's not that we compartmentalize it, but we learn to, um, we learn to kind of just walk through it, and hopefully we do it in a healthy manner. But like we have such a close shirt network, I know who I can go to and discuss certain things with, because um, it's like who's the shirt shirt. Yeah, you know who's who's taking care of the first sergeant. The first sergeant's always taking care of everybody else, but who's taking care of the first sergeant? You know, so but when that happens, you'd be amazed at how other diamonds naturally gravitate towards each other. And we'll drop everything we're doing to start focusing on the well-being of another shirt, um, for, whether you got a diamond on or whether you're full-time additional duty. Yeah, you know, in that seat, because once a diamond, always a diamond, and that's yeah. that's that's the approach we take. So. But yeah, um, hopefully that answered what you were looking Absolutely. for on my, on my level. So yeah, I was yeah, I would say as shirts you share in that struggle and sort of um, kind of been in the same scenario. So that's why shirts gravitate so well. Like we're our own little family, but we understand the struggle on the shirt side of the house. That's why it's easy to gravitate. You're like, all right, I know what to do or say. I kind of lived through this, and this other shirt helped me say these couple things, and that helped me kind of get through. So yeah, for me the best. Um, the best times, they actually happen a lot, right? So it's the little thank yous, like it's, you, you know, as small as like someone coming to me like, hey, sure, I got my orders finally, thanks for calling MPF. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't call them. But um, <laughs> yeah. like just helping them through that and calming them down and be like, hey, wait the day or don't ship your stuff yet. Like, don't buy a house. Like some of those little things and they come back and they're like, a, so like one of the bigger ones is like we had a guy um, just sort of family not falling apart but like sister's sick mom's sick mom and dad can't take a care of sister so we had to put in a humanitarian but it's just beating trying to beat the afpc robots without emotion and trying to do the heart story like hey this is a struggle for a family um so one of the best things is like winning that right so him finally getting orders 
kicked over like I got orders and coming right to my office like, shirt, I got the email, I've got orders. And you could see the relief, you could see the stress go away. Um, and that's like one of the biggest days, you're like, I beat the robots, like we did this together, you know. Um, so it was the good days, any day I'm beating the AFPC robots and trying to navigate through the black and white. Yep. Um, just like Senior Alford, so I've had a suicide in my squadron as well, right? So, you know, with details outside of that, as the shirt, you do live the entire moment of that, right? So um, it's really, it's weird when, um, so you're the shirt, right? And you don't deal with that, right? That's not training that you can get in any sort of school. It's not what you're going to do. And that's really where that calling part comes is like, what am I going to do? What am I going to run through? Because even if you run through it in your head, it doesn't always work out in the way that you planned in your head. So everyone turns to you and they're like, sure, what do we do? And you're like, bro, this is my first time too. You know what I mean? So, and you're kind of like, well, it's time to shut up and act. So you just go and you're doing it and it's just got to be completely natural in it because you're like, I don't know. But the commander looks at you and like, sure, what's step two? And you're like, all right, well, I feel like this is the best step two. And you work with chief and commander, but then all the airmen start to come and they're like, sure, how do we handle the mental health that comes afterwards? How do we get people to get over stigma of going to ask for help? How do we, what do we do for a memorial ceremony? And you're like, what's the protocol? And I'm like, oh my God, right? So you kind of coordinate with agencies and do all that stuff. And that's why the shirts come in so much. Cause when we first had to do, I was like, I need an all call now. Called up in the shirts, I was like, can you give me this building? I need an all call with my squadron. And they were like, got it. Had to don't worry, none of this. They just said, text me the, the time. Yep. Um, so you relieve that. So in that moment, you're kind of in natural mode of just like, this feels right, let's go with this. Bouncing it off the other shirts, kind of like right, wrong. And that's why I like, haven't seen your Albert who's kind of lived in suicide. Like it is the Air Force, it is a problem in the Air Force. You know, you have two shirts, we're 100% both dealt directly with suicide and squadrons. Um, so having those rely, but. Yeah, so the day the, the good days definitely outweigh the bad, for sure. Um, but when they're bad days, um, yeah, you're sleeping on the floor at a spouse's house. <laughs> like, yeah, you want to, yeah, I would say the, the reality of it, I've never seen a person cry like that. It was like, what the hell's going on? It's scary, right? So, um, yeah, and then living that, and you're like, all right, let's, you need to do better, and the shirts take care of you. You know, the commanders take care of you, but you're also taking care of that commander as well. Like, you know, everyone's kind of fair share in what's happened. But so with that, you know, having to see both the really good and the worst days of your life type thing. To somebody that, all right, you know, I, I want that. I, I think I want the diamond. I think so. I'm I'm pretty confident in it. Advice, any advice or things I I really do need to know or anybody that may want to be a first sergeant, what would you, like the no bullshit. Don't, don't be afraid to use the helping agencies that you're referring other people to. For I yourself. Think, yep, for yourself. Um, and you have to take a knee, you do. So I mean, I sit and I think a lot. So, and it looks like I'm, I've got the 50 yard stare, you know, but it's like, I've got a lot of thoughts that run through, like I, I look at how my day went, like what's, what's potentially to come next and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, I'm telling people, hey, these are the resources you can use, but in return, am I practicing what I preach? You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you gotta be honest with yourself uh, when you need to literally take a knee, like disconnect, turn the phone over, you know, finding strong additional duties like yourself.
that could fill that gap just long enough for you to take a breath, you know, because sometimes it, it can be so overwhelming that you, you feel like you can't breathe, yeah. you know, it's just because you're, you're so, you're so full throttle. So it's like, um, so in that, in, the, in those moments, just understand that you're not the only one that has gone through it and or going through it. So just, just know that there's a network out there for you to, to reach out to um, and, and go for it. I mean, if you want to be a shirt, then do it wholehearted, do wholeheartedly, because it is a wholehearted job. Yeah. It, it is 100%. And um, if you have a family, your family needs to understand that they're about to share your time with, with the bigger Air Force family even that much more, you know, and um, yeah. Yeah, I would say, um... Yeah, for people that are thinking about being a shirt, I'd say if you care, if you care about people, then just f and do it, right? So you're already 51% there. So if you care about people, you'll be just fine as a shirt as long as you're putting that as a priority. Um, yeah, if you got a lot of baggage, like you can make it work. Um, there's plenty of shirts out there that are doing whatever. If you're a single parent or you got this going on or you take care of your parents and they live it, like you can do it, right? Um, but you know, the burnout is real and stuff like that. So I do it. You have a lot of younger shirts. They call, they're like, I was up till two in the morning and then I was back into work going on through this and this and this and this. And I was like, well, just take tomorrow off. Right. So as experience, like, you can't just take tomorrow off. I'm like, why not? Like, just don't come to work. And they're like, yeah, but like, I'm like, who, what are the, the time card police going to come find out and look where you are. Right. So, um, and they're like, well, what about the commander? I'm like, well, the commander's going to know that you were up till two in the morning because right. you probably texted him. And they're like, all right, now the shirt's not in the office running around doing this. So as long as you're not abusing it, taking a day off, like, and that's what I had said. I was like, last week, it was a random Tuesday. And I was like, I'm taking tomorrow off. I got oil changes to do on my car. I've got to run around and do this. I've got to, you know, turn in the new lease for the rent for the next year. I'm like, just doing it, right? And no one is like, where's the shirt today? Like, um, it's, it's a, it's a, we don't have set hours. We have. Uh, we don't have hours, we have obligations. We have managed time. Managed time with <laughs> obligations. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I would say. Like, if, if you want to be a shirt, if it's something you're like, man, that seems all right, and you really kind of see the chaos in it, and you're like, I wish they could have taken care of that person better or handled that a little bit better in that situation, then you're 51% there, so just F and do it. Um, for me, myself, I didn't shadow as a shirt. I didn't take a phone until I had a diamond. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. So it's a little bit awkward in that where they're like, hey, we want you to have some shirt time. But it's also on the other side. It was like, I want to be a shirt. I care about people. What else do I need? Yep. Right. The helping agencies are the experts. I'm not a mental health expert, but I can triage you to go there and knock down the stigmas to get in the door. Mm -hmm. I, I can show you where the ER is. I can walk you in there if you got a drink problem. Like, you know, there's no real skills taught where they can be like, here's the CDCs for how to be a shirt. Yeah. Just skip to page 10 and it will tell you how to deal with suicide in your squadron. Like it doesn't work like that, but it's attitude is yep. everything, right? And the attitude in the right area. If you're coming in to be a shirt, to be a disciplined person and straighten out the Air Force, like go do Air Force Honor Guard if you like um, tight uniforms and straight badges. So balancing the, the smoke pit and the dorm lawyers with the members, um, sort of how you're dealing with that member, right? So I, it's going to be weird, but I picture how military justice works is like 1800s, like Navy ship style, right? So there's like a brig, right? So picture this, like everyone's in hammocks down below and you have the entitled officer up top. 
right? And the mutiny and walk the plank and all that. That's how I picture military justice because that's how it does work, right? So if someone is in trouble, they're seen going up to the captain's office. They can hear the yelling through the floor, right? And then they got to come back and walk and now they're like scrubbing the deck out front, right? So it's a visual thing. The smoke pit, everyone in their hammock is going to see it happen. Um, but the content is like, what is that purpose, right? So uh, taking a stripe. That taking a stripe is more a symbol to the smoke pit and the dorm lawyers than it is to that individual, right? In the sense that they're like, oh, you've gotten, you did this wrong, right? So there's not a status quo, there's not a rubber stamp, but there is like, if you do this level of crime or something wrong, you get demoted, right? That sets a tone across in the smoke pit. So a lot of times you get the wrong answer where they're like, smoke pit doesn't hear the full story that there's like seven other LORs in their piff about being late or not showing up on time or double middle fingers of their supervisor like they don't see a lot of those things because those are private things between the supervisor and that they think it's just uh, a but one incident one. they just see a demotion yeah. in LOR because they showed up to work late and they're like well this is the 10th time or um, things so it is that balance kind of having that narrative and because they're not going to say anything to anyone or they're going to sell the wrong side of this their their one-sided story so that's kind of how i kind of capture it as this old navy ship in the mutiny oh, so conform because like i have seen it i've seen a unit um that actually like because uh commander kind of went too far overboard and said anyone tied to a group chat are all getting punished Right, so that's kind of like going in the Navy ship and just going down to where everyone's sleeping, and you're like, everyone's, you know, clean the decks, right? And they're like, I didn't even do anything. Um, And what that turns into is mutiny, and that squadron end up wearing different color reflective belts. Now the the shirt's job, which is also super fun, is the awkward conversation with the commander to say, sir, it's not a gimmicky joke. That's actually like a like a, a mutiny forming by wearing a different color reflective belt than what the squadron was. Yeah. Blatantly out in front, like, yeah, the mob of them all over there in a circle with different color belts on than the other ones over here because they're in a mutiny against you because they believe you, you know, punished too many people yeah. who are innocent. So that's that balance that Shirk gives to the commander. Like, sir, hold on. Before we, you know, it, it's the old days of if the base got it, if someone on the, base got a DUI, the whole squadron was in their blues at the gate to hand out like AADD cards. That does nothing but destroy morale and welfare of a unit for that. Like it's better to just stick to the single individual and most people like, oh, they got a DUI and they got demoted. That seems fitting. That's not becoming of a tech sergeant to, you know, tell your airmen don't drink and drive on Friday, but then you go and end up on top of a roundabout on Saturday. So, um, that's kind of there and it's that balance and making sure that they're aware that the mutiny downstairs sleeping in their hammocks with the internet is like that and turning the narrative to him being or her being a really bad commander so that's kind of yeah it's just uh access to social media you know is is like we we talk about the um the dorm counselor who's gonna hey you as a shirt tell them hey we need you to go to adc because that's, that's the subject matter experts they're supposed to help you. Well then, obviously because of the chatter of, oh, I got a DUI and this is what happened to me, I can help you write your rebuttal, that needs to go away, like completely. Um, but, but the smoke pick talk, um, that is the biggest fight. And you can't, it, you can go outside of the, the smoke pick, but because um, depending on circumstance and egregiousness of 
the accused or what the allegation may be determines you know whether or not you've got vigilantes within your unit too. So like in my case, uh, back to back, um, and it, they were probably a month apart. Uh, I had an officer that um, <clears throat> got blasted on social media for trying to pick up a 14-year-old uh, girl. Uh, it was a private group that you know was trying to catch predators, okay. and uh, and they did so in a form that uh, that my guy. They got a picture of him, and obviously uh, they went ahead and before the law could do their part, they handled it themselves and blasted his picture all over any entity that was associated with our base. So any social media page that said Scott Air Force Base or of, of that is issue, I don't, wow. you can look it up if you want or you can edit that part, it's fine. Um, but you wanna talk about a shirt having to interject fast and remove the member from a work center I'm sure for the safety of that individual because I'm you're working in a unit that's almost a thousand strong with uh, adults you know that have daughters yeah. and sons in that same age frame and now you're yes did the member get caught doing something potentially there's a picture that says that yeah. they were chatting but at the same time um, that's what the legal system's for, is to determine, you know, uh, the, the course of action that needs to happen, right. not for us as individuals to, you Judge know, trying to take stuff in our own hands. Is it upsetting? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's where us as sheriffs got to got to find an even balance of how to deal with the collateral damage uh, that occurs from that, and that that can go for a smoke pit, uh, you know, the smoke pit public view as well, um, you know, and then a month later you've got an airman, a young airman that's similar circumstances, but you know, opposite, but finding a way to also provide that safety for them. But again, you got people that have the, this is what we think should happen, regardless of what your commander's decision or what they think the Air Force says is gonna happen. There, no, that wasn't enough, so we're gonna take it in our own hands. Um, being able to talk to your unit and have those honest conversations of, hey, this is not your place, not your lane, we understand you're upset, but also your commander's got to be willing to step up because that is the head, that is the focal point for that unit. And they, they set the tone, you know what I mean? The commander ultimately is the one that's going to set the tone for those types of conversations, but those types of outcomes potentially as well. Um, but yeah, the smoke pit man, like he said, they don't see the whole story. They don't, yeah. the airmen are only going to tell you what they want you to know. Yeah. And they're only going to tell their buddies what they want them to know as well. They could be, you know, like he said, seven to 10 deep in LORs on, almost on their way out the door, but they're telling their, you know, their friends that they're like per star performers. Right. And they don't want to tell them about all the negative stuff, but then when it escalates to something that's career impacting, that's messing with money, messing with days off, then all of a sudden it becomes a huge tornado. Yeah. So now I'm going to drag everybody in that I can to my situation. So yes, we, we, we kind of give the verbal to the people that are in the room, like what is known is what's in here, but sometimes uh, it's easy to overlook the member for the one that's gonna go blast their business to everybody else because um, it's very easy to point the finger at somebody else when you're the victim, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, when, and, I, and I'm not saying victim in you know, the sapper contents or right. somebody who, of the abuse side of it, but somebody who is, um, who is in the process because they have messed up yeah. severely it's very easy to try and drag people in or blame others, yeah. you know, when it when it's your fault. I think most so, everyone have seen that at some point, yep. at, by some point in their career. So. Yeah. Um, 
I could well, do captain mass, right? That's a Navy thing. <laughs> so captain mass in the Navy, you actually like read out the Article 15, oh, yeah, yeah. all the content in front of the squadron. So you do a commander's well, Air call, Force used mass. to do something yeah. like that. I we, swear they did. We got away. Not from with that. names, but with <laughs> yeah. like this is what happened and this is what their punishment yeah. was. You, you know? could tick the box public yeah. hearing and. We do we do the we do the status of discipline briefs. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are, <laughs> got my first one of those last week. That was interesting. Um, yeah. So that's really pretty much covers everything I wanted to talk about. I think we covered a lot of stuff in this. I, I, again, I appreciate you guys taking time out of what I know is a busy schedule. I, I'm holding the phone for the slowest uh, as far as newsworthiness goes. Yeah. Uh, group and squad. I would say the slowest, but they got the crazier ones. Right. That's sometimes the, you, you get or hit sometimes. or miss. Um, but even even with that. I understand how busy you guys are, so thank you for, for taking your time uh, to come out and join us on this podcast, being the second or third episode we're going to air, so that's, that's pretty cool. Hopefully hopefully this uh, gains some momentum and we're able to keep doing this, and if we get a good reaction out of, out of this first shooting it with the shirts, we'll probably try to keep doing it again because there's always new stories, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, the, the, diamond, the diamond doesn't change, but sometimes the way you go about things does, and um, the airmen are always, you know, airmen change, and we're always getting new airmen in or per- perspectives of, of the diamonds or the other way around. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you all enjoyed this episode of Liberty by Trade, and we will be able to do this again. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You've been listening to Liberty by Trade, the official podcast of the 48th Fighter Wing. To learn more about the wing and its mission, visit lakenheath.af.mil or connect with us through social media. Thanks for listening.